Hello oh, there. Welcome back to another episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And welcome to, you know, uh, Jacob and I are going to call the, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I should ask you about this, Jacob. We hadn't actually talked about this yet, but um, uh, I want to call this, like, Star Wars in the Galaxy season 10 and a half. Um, yeah, we're in kind of an we're kind of an interim period. Right yeah, now, we're in an interim like. period. So season um eleven of In the Galaxy will begin in we're looking at August. Now that does not mean in the months of June and July we will not be posting. We will be. But due to concerns over when season two of the Bad Batch will be releasing, we are trying to stall some things out, so you're gonna see a lot more special episodes from us. We're also going to be in July covering some Star Wars visions, uh, just to inform you of some of our plans for the future of any galaxy. But that's not what we're doing today. What are we doing today, Jacob? Today, we are looking at all the deleted scenes available on Disney Plus for the original trilogy. It's been a long time since we did this for the prequel trilogy. I can't remember. Yeah, do you remember exactly when we did this? It was years ago. It was one of our first ever special episodes. If you haven't listened to us, listen to to, to some, like, OG backlog in a galaxy, um, is how I can describe <laughs> it. Let me check where it was exactly. It was before we had had a single guest on. Oh my um, gracious, wow. It, it, it's been a while. Um, it is, it was, wait for it. It was March of 2020. It has been two years and three months. Wow. Wow, the long-awaited return of the deleted scenes. Yeah, so I know. Excited. So for all of you OG so and Galaxy listeners who are saying, where the, hell, um, di where the hell did the deleted scenes episodes go? Like nobody. <laughs> like no one did. Here we are. But yeah, we looked at all of them from uh, the original trilogy. Uh, without further ado, I think we should just get into it. Don't you think? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so for, last time for, we for, kept track. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we for were... for those of you who don't know how we usually do these episodes, we usually talk about the episode. We summarize the deleted scenes. Um, we talk about what we liked, what we didn't, and then we usually answer a binary question, which is, had this had the chance to be included in the movie, were we in the director's shoes? Would we have put it in? Yes or no? Um, usually there's a lot of no's from us because deleted scenes are just that. They're deleted for a reason. Um, but every once in a while we have a scene there we're like, why didn't they put that in there? That expands the story in some way. Um, anything you want to add to that before we get into that? No, absolutely. Last time I said yes to three out of 19 and Eli said yes to six out of 19. So we're going to see if that discrepancy holds or if our feelings about the original trilogy deleted scenes are different absolutely so um, i guess i guess should we just go in the order that they are that they're presented on disney plus absolutely so first we have uh extended luke and biggs and what i noticed a lot about um about uh the original trilogy deleted scenes um more so than the prequel deleted scenes the prequels deleted scenes still have this but did you notice that they like the prequel deleted scenes were a lot of content that they just decided not to include yeah. The original trilogy scenes, not all of them, but a lot of them were just extra lines of dialogue and additional shots. They weren't yeah, really like... A, lot of them I had to, a, lot, a few of them I had to really 
really dig deep in and think to to see how they were different a lot of them just seem more like slightly different takes of essentially yeah. the same scene so yeah they're very different from the prequels obviously we have kind of some pretty canon breaking continuity changing yeah. things cough, i mean cough, even shock, stuff tea. like yeah even stuff like the grievous's revenge with shock t i'm looking at yeah, the because yeah. we have it on the same sheets um uh and, and like padme's parents house like that was pretty big and like uh, yeah. anakin talking with padme's father and the season rebellion storyline like those are all really big stuff yeah there's nothing there's nothing here i would say or maybe only one or two scenes that really expand it in such a way where it really takes the story to a different place i would agree with um, that but let's i think uh, we hear it's much more the differences are much more simple but they're they're interesting nonetheless so uh yeah yeah um extended luke and biggs so we get an, an extension of luke and big starklighters reunion on yavin for um and it, it's it's a little bit more talk um the dialogue from garvin Dres or who most people know as red leader um and the one thing that of course popped out to me because how could it not is the whole i knew your father when he was a boy great pilot yeah which that's for a, little... a bunch of canon reasons <laughs> that are pretty obvious is a little iffy for me where it's like you know the more times they mention um in episode four and five uh pre uh it, or um the more times they uh mention things in four four and five that will be retconned in five and six the more i'm like eh. like you know the the not the ret again it's not really retcons but like the shifting of perspectives that um that we already have in um five and six are like you got to stretch a little bit to believe them uh, I mean, I'm happy to do that because the story that we have is, is so good anyway, but like, for me, it's just like, given the choice to put more retconnable material in there or not, I will choose not. Yeah, I, I will also choose not just because, yeah, having to, having to go back and explain that one. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the simple answer is that, you know, it wasn't until the 80s when everything really got fleshed out and george yeah. lucas decided oh, no no absolutely and I, luke and the i get the behind the scenes reason yeah. but like the 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 thing about garvin is like he's just some random pilot how would he know who's luke who luke's father was that's the entire point he can't know without it completely breaking yeah the continuity so yeah, solid solid no for me yeah no for me solid no <laughs> um uh, blue milk Amperu's blue milk, which is literally just a shot of her pouring blue milk. This shot made me strangely uncomfortable. I don't, don't know what it was about it. I was Something really about the expecting way that blue more. milk was, I was just washing was... in that plastic cup. It's Ugh. no for me, but like... Yeah, it's a no for me as well. <laughs> um, literally just a nine-second shot of her walking into the room, filling a cup from a dispenser, and then leaving again. Yeah um now now we get th these are two there there's two of these that happen one in uh a new hope one in return of the jedi where we get these extended sequences um in a new hope we have the extended cantina sequence one of the things it does is there's this random woman on han solo's lap in the cantina that's the biggest addition for me 
Um, and, and of course, we see some other species, which I gotta say are a little weird and outlandish, um, but some of them work for me and some of them don't. Um, but really, I do feel like the big thing is that woman who's talking with Han, who makes him seem like such such more of like a womanizer, scoundrel sort of thing. And I'm not very yeah, fond of yeah. that. And um, I don't think it really adds a lot, you know. Obviously, I can, I think it just, they're trying to contribute to, you know, that image of Han, like you said, you know, smooth yeah. talking, you know, sassy kind of yeah. very slick guy but um yeah ultimately that part the part with him kissing the woman in that it just doesn't really it doesn't really add a ton um i don't know the alien scenes i i think they're cool but i definitely think it it, it sags not, maybe not sags but it definitely it definitely changes the rhythm of it a lot that we get way more in this scene this alternate version of the scene just way more of those kind of slow shots just like hey look at all these crazy aliens we came up with yeah which i think is cool but it kind of just depends on what you want out of the scene um so i'm, I'm kind of ambivalent about this one yeah it's a no for me yeah i'm gonna say no as well but it's certain i certainly wouldn't really care if it was in there it's yeah. not a negative but i also don't think it would be a positive yeah there's a lot of like you know like there's some that are just bad like there's some that we actively think are bad not too many but like there's some that, but most of them are just we feel they're unnecessary like yeah. is this necessary for the yeah. flow of the film to provide more context to stuff um next you want to just uh, keep going yeah let's keep going darth so... vader widens the search um, it's a 25-second clip of Vader on the Death Star talking to an Imperial officer. It was actually reused and dubbed over for the holiday special. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Um, I did not it, know that. There was, in the description on Disney+, Plus, it said that. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> um, and, again, it felt very redundant, very... Um, like, I, I don't really feel like we learned a lot more. Just it, that... it, is just, it is just redundant. Yeah. Redundant. Uh, so no, no story. No, yet yeah, it doesn't really add. Doesn't add anything at all. Yeah. Um. Next, we have the most confusing one of all of them to me. The old woman. The drive safe scene. Explain this one to me. Like explain this one. Like because my because it 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 was just a shot of an old woman yelling, to yes. presumably Luke. For 10 seconds. I don't understand why it was filmed. I don't know what the purpose was. I don't know where it was supposed to go. Like, it was maybe, so weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they were trying to give context, uh, showing that maybe Luke had some other people that he was leaving behind, maybe had some friends in the community. But yeah, really just doesn't do a whole lot of anything for any purpose. So... Yeah, this this definitely, I I did not find it very necessary for yeah. this story at all, and I don't think, yeah, I don't know, I'm 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 kind of even confused about why it's even a deleted scene. Uh, me all. too, frankly, me too. Like, um, I would have, I'm, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's some interesting story behind it, but yeah, I'll be damned if I can figure out what it is. <laughs> uh, um, the search so now, for R two D two. 
Now, this is an interesting one because on Disney Plus, it says that um, they cut it because George Lucas wasn't satisfied with the, uh, the visual effect with the, with the screen that they were uh, using yeah. to um, kind of show the land speeders movement, um, which I actually thought wasn't that bad. I think it was that bad either. I thought that the the front facing scene, it's it's basically just a scene of him and C3PO you know, riding in the car. I thought the front facing part was was much more uh, uh, jarring in terms of of maybe being a, a subpar visual. Um, I wasn't a fan of that front view, but the side view, honestly, yeah, it's a little bit janky. But yeah. I mean, so are a lot of the original. So it's a lot. So is of the original effects and me that's part of the charm so I don't know I don't really have a problem with it yeah I actually really like I gotta tell you I gotta confess to you one of my favorite parts of the original trilogy just generally is from when Luke and 3PO go out like when, when they discover R2's missing to when they take off on the Falcon that entire part of the movie is one of my favorite parts of the original trilogy in general interesting I, I'm a real sucker for that adventure type stuff um, I put this as a yes because I just like love that adventure feeling and I thought it was really uh, you know it was only 30 seconds and it was it was, it was I thought it was paced very well it, it felt pressing you know yeah um, I think I would have said yes had there not been the forward facing camera shots because those those were really janky I was not a fan of those um, so I, I'm gonna say no. Um, I I do think that had they done it a little bit differently, it would have been a, a great addition. Um, actually, no, no, no. Actually, yes. I think I think I think the um, what you described, I feel to that adventure feel. Um, yep. Kind of seeing that some more of Luke and Luke on Tatooine and some of that context. I think it's worth it. I would just say, drop the drop the front facing shots. Just make it one continuous side shot um it's only 30 seconds maybe put a little bit of a put put some landscape wide shots in there or something if you need to but yeah I'm, and we I'm don't know how they it. would have used it you know because it wasn't incorporated into the finished film we don't know how the music or the visual effects yeah that's true that it would, stuff have, would have yeah this is not the final product incorporated with it yeah. yeah yeah so yeah okay yeah i'm all for it then okay cool um Final one from A New Hope. Tashi Station. Now, this is one of the interesting, I think. A lot of juicy dialogue here. Lots. Uh, where, where do you want to so, start with this one? So, Luke, it's it's mostly about Luke talking. Well, first of all, we see Cammy and Fixer, who um, yeah. we were, who have actually been made canon in Star Wars very recently by um, episode really? two of The Book of Boba Fett. Um, oh, no, they're in the, uh, the they're, bar, they're, right? That's at, that's at, that is actually Toshi Station. <laughs> um, Amazing. So, yeah, Toshi Station's first appearance was not in the Book of Boba Fett. It was in this deleted scene from uh, A New Hope. Uh, and, you know, uh, there's, like, like I gotta say, uh, Fixer and Candy are assholes to Luke. Like, what the hell? Uh, they kind of they yeah they needle him a bit for sure. Um, they they needle him a bit and then and then he catches up with Biggs. Um, he's like, I saw this battle in the skies, and then Biggs reveals to him, Yeah, remember when I um, joined the Empire? They're not they're not good people. They're not who I stood for. 
and I'm gonna fight for what I believe in. Yeah, I actually, I actually love that line. That's one of my favorite lines. Was he? Cameron what he says like, yeah, he basically says, I want to fight for yeah. the side that I believe. I no 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 no. That was that was better. That was better. That was better. That effect, which. Yeah. I'm breaking up a lot here. Wait wait. wait. He says something to the effect of, yeah, like, I want to fight for the side I, I believe in. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this scene. Um, I think, like, we kind of see Luke have that, he is that little brother's social role, you know, wide-eyed, wants adventure, wants excitement, but he's he's pretty naive. Um, so, yeah, I, I really would have, right off the bat, I can wholeheartedly say that I would I would have liked to put this scene in there, um, even though it kind of might mess with the the flow a little bit um, at the very least put in luke seeing the space battle with the binoculars because i think that part at the very beginning is awesome it it speaks so much to his character and kind of symbolizes what he's about at this point also it's just a really cool shot and it's a great way to build the the suspense and the anticipation and then his conversation his conversation with everybody um isn't really that important i think but then kind of the the one-on-one that he has with Biggs as well. I love the um I love the world building it gives where Biggs talk about oh they're nationalizing and Absolutely. everything is happening. And I think I think that really I think that would have really I don't know. I, I I'm I'm a big new hope fan. I don't think there's a lot this movie really needs to be better, but I definitely think that, that could have um that could have enhanced it even more. I agree with a lot of what Jacob said here. I think that there's a lot of interesting, like, political and uh, character development stuff that can be done here with, you know, why Luke doesn't care about the war between the Rebellion and the Empire. Why Luke thinks he, he there's nothing he can do about it. Um, both, like, politically about how movements affect people and wars affect people. And also character develop, de- developmentally from, oh, Luke's journey and how that works with Luke's eventual journey to becoming Jedi Knight and Rebellion Hero and all that kind of stuff. And I think Biggs is a really interesting symbol of the path Luke knows inside he should be taking, yeah. but can't get himself to. Um, and I I really do love Tashi Station, so that's a solid yes for me. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm glad we agree on this one. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of it. Um, yeah, yeah, for all the reasons yeah. that you said, and also just, I think it, it makes having that interaction and, and having that relationship and establishing that has to make Biggs' death and their reunion as well. It just makes it a little bit more impactful and feel like a little bit less out of the blue because one of my few complaints about A New Hope is that with, with Biggs, Luke and Biggs, it does feel a little bit... um a little bit thrown in there a little bit unfounded um i get that so yeah um next we're getting to the empire strikes back so we have alternate han and leia kiss i, um, I actually struggled to tell what was different about this i haven't watched empire strikes back in, in a little while so there's only one real thing that's different about this and i and i actually think it's what makes me say yes for this scene which is that you know there's been a lot of there's been a lot of interesting ideas about like not interesting there's been a lot of debates about about Han approaching Leia in Empire and whether he was being creepy to her or not or whether they're like you know they obviously loved each other but whether like 
because you know it was made in the 80s and it was made in a different time where women's and men's roles in society were viewed very differently and what i do like about the scene is it makes the real like there there's that moment where leia goes okay hotshot and kisses him back which is something that she does not do in the movie which apply, which which implies a little bit more consent on her part um and it's so incredibly subtle like other than that i think the scene's practically the same um so uh so for that reason i'm going yes for this yeah i mean i kind of take issue with the han and leia kiss scene overall just because i think quite frankly han's just being a creep in this scene um and and just the whole um the whole dynamic in this movie the way that he's like going after leia repeatedly and she she keeps kind of telling him like this is like a we're we're, prof we're trying to be professionals like we're you're working for the rebellion like this is a work relationship and he keeps being like oh come on you know you'll like me and she's like no i don't um and then he kind of corners her it definitely i don't know i, I i'm really not a fan of that um so if it were up to me i would probably rework the whole thing but given the options it is slightly better i suppose to to have leia giving more consent even if the the rest of of how this is framed is still in my opinion uh pretty not cool on han's part yeah and definitely uh definitely is one of my least favorite moments in in our worst um yeah i would agree with that um yeah i would yeah. say yes but reluctantly <laughs> yep um extended han and leia arguments so this is an extension of their argument in the tunnels on hoth um what the hell happened in this scene i did gosh yeah han is wow <laughs> did, like, did he say, did he say like i'll teach you how to be a woman or something like there, that there was the line i wrote down stuff he that says, was um, that was the line I wrote down. You've been so busy being a princess, you haven't learned how to be a woman. I'm like, was Han always this much of an asshole? I don't really remember that. No, this definitely like this definitely makes him more of an asshole and more of a misogynist. Um, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, Han? Originally, what um, the hell? That being said, you do have that great Leia one-liner at the end. What did, what does she say? What, you have the all the breeding of a, a bantha and all the charm too, or something like that. Or something like that. I don't something know. Something to that effect. Um, which I, I it's a is, no. It's yeah. a no from me. It pretty much is just more of the same. Only Han is more sexist and more of a more of a dick to Leia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a no for me as well. Wow, we've so far entirely agree on this stuff. This is are wow. we sure we're recording the show correctly? Um, <laughs> uh, hiding in the asteroid. Okay, first off, I know you have to suspend disbelief, but it is absolutely hilarious just to hear the, the guy in the background yelling, explosion, explosion. I That's literally what I wrote down, too. I'm like, Irvin Kirshner saying bang is the best part of this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it, it, like, like every, so, so, so because uh, these obviously are edited and stuff like that. So every once in a while, you just see the camera rumble a little bit and you hear bang. And no offense um, to anything, it just completely takes me out of it and just makes me start giggling yeah. frantically. But I actually, 
even though this scene, you know, it doesn't really add a ton. It's it's a little bit um, inconsequential. I would have actually probably said yes, put it in, just because it because it gives that much more suspense um, and just a little bit more. I don't know. I get it would slow it down, but it also does give it a touch more urgency, perhaps seeing them kind of just paralyzed in fear as the so you're gonna say yes for this still reeking them so yeah I'll, I'll say yes in a shock to everyone jacob <laughs> and i are flipping positions because i'm saying no really um i mean I, I i i think it's a bit superfluous for me I, I don't think it really shows us anything that we didn't see before yeah i mean i could kind of go either yeah i could go either way it's a toss-up but i think it does i don't know it just adds it but, just adds a little bit to the vibe yeah but, no i get it yeah no. Um, i know i totally get it as well why you would say no um yeah uh next we have leia tends to luke mm. incredible scene up until that forehead kiss yeah incredible scene until wow luke and leia really can't stop kissing in this uh in these deleted scenes it's yeah quite we're gonna disturbing. see a pattern with that <laughs> quite disturbing. The love triangle subplot that they developed i'm so glad they decided to keep out of it for the most part because yeah i don't think it worked well like yeah, well yeah e like even disregarding that i don't think yeah. luke and leia work well together anyway in that way exactly yeah, yeah it's a shame that we didn't get to see them have more of a like friendly relationship rather than this weird like suspenseful yeah I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love hearing them say, because you remember that Boba Fett's name wasn't mentioned in The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So that was technically the only mention filmed of Empire Strikes Back when they mentioned Boba Fett. That's pretty crazy um, when you think about it. And I do like hearing, like, more specifics of their plan. Like, I like I love the ambiguity post-Bestman, but I also like to hear that Luke and Lando and Leia have a bit of a plan to regroup and and how to figure out with, uh, like how to get the the Han back from the bounty hunter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great scene. I think up until. Yeah. The kiss. So I'm. I'm gonna the say kiss no. Absolutely. The kiss absolutely ruins it for me. So I'm saying no. Yeah. I, even. I um, mean, even besides the kiss, it's a nice scene, but it. Yeah. It doesn't really add quite so much that it's worth taking the time when you're trying to you know wind wind this movie down and. And and give it a give it a punchy ending. Yeah. Um next we have Lobot's capture because Glove Shittos are people too. <laughs> Lobot Lobot might be the ultimate. I don't know. I think he 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 may be a, a level above a Glup Shitto type. I mean, type I think he's been elevated um, a bit above Glup Shitto because he's been around so long, but I fucking love this scene. I think it's great. Um you know, I love how Lobot doesn't need to say anything, and you can see see exactly what he's feeling and and how he's working. And um, John Hollis, who is the actor who plays Lobot, I don't think gets enough credit for the subtle gestures he does as Lobot, and I wish that was in there, um, because I because I love spending more time with the background characters. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I think. Just for the sake of Lobot as kind of a, a cool character that that has sort of become maybe dare I say a cult classic character, 
maybe I'm not, I'm not really sure where we stand overall, but yeah, it's a nice scene. I'll see why not. I'll say yes. Um, Luke and Leia Medical Center. So this is the one where... Oh, dear. This is the one where oh, they dear kind of... God. Luke tries to shoot his shot with Leia, and they almost kiss, and then C-3PO and R2-D2 come in. Um, and then Which, Han... by the way, that that trope was already used in, this, in the same movie again, with C-3PO interrupting Leia and Han on the Falcon. Yeah. They're so... Yeah, no, C-3PO. He's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> No, there, there, there was like a, there was, there was a moment where, where Luke was like, Leia, I didn't, I, I haven't gotten to tell you something. I'm like, don't do it, 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 don't do it. No. And then he does, and I'm like, oh, he did it. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. I'm sure the ret. Stop I'm it sure the, now. I'm sure, I'm sure the retcon and George Lucas would just be like, like if they're interviewing Leia, he would just be like, yeah, he's actually gonna, gonna tell her that, um, he's actually gonna tell her about the, uh, the rebellion. Uh, he was gonna tell her about Yoda. And then uh, she just moved her face really close to his face so that they could uh, whisper to each other and not be heard. <laughs> well, I mean, also you could just say that they didn't know. So yeah. like, still though, that's like, just like, ugh. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I, I just really feel know, like the the romantic just... dialogue with I don't think the romantic dialogue with Mark Hamill works very well. Yeah. Um, not with Mark specifically with Luke. I don't think they wrote romantic dialogue for Luke super well. The medical bit like, is. There's three, three. There's three different deleted medical base scenes. Is this the one where Han comes in at the very end and says, "Luke, you're getting better. You, you look strong enough to pull the years off of the dark." I actually like that part. I thought that was a nice. I thought that was actually a, a nice moment. Um, but the rest of it, of course, not not such a fan of. Um, I'm gonna just yeah. know. Although, if no. you could use put that last little bit with uh on and chewy in and leave out the rest yeah we got another luke medical scene luke's recovery on hoth in the back to tank um where uh and it's revealed that like it, it's a bit of, played for a bit of suspense as to whether luke's gonna survive his injuries on hoth which is stupid because we all know he's going to like even without knowing the movie like duh he's going to the movie can't end right there um other than a uh, fun eye roll that Han does at 3PO, there's not really much to the scene, so um in a shock to nobody, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I actually kind of mm, I kind of liked this scene. I thought it was a nice, nice tender moment, you know, the whole crew kind of coming together. Um kind of sitting trying to see their friend through um but ultimately it doesn't add uh, you know what no even though it doesn't add that much i'm gonna say yes reversing our roles wow. again from last time or uh, now i'm, I'm yeah. the, now i'm the generous one i guess but yeah i, I would have liked to see this in there i would have i would have thought it would be a, a nice little moment um so next we have the fate of general veers Well, this um, is a little bit depressing. Um, it is, but so here's the thing about this scene. This scene is actually canon. Yeah. Um, we know this scene is canon because um, of, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, and we know that even though Hobby does sacrifice himself to take out Veers, 
we know that Veers does actually survive um, that crash. Um, and, uh, but I actually really um, like this scene. I'm going to say yes for the, the fate of General Veers. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's all right. It tells us what happens. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm neutral. I would say, yeah, I'll say yes. You know what? I think it would, I think it would just add a little more. So we have our next scene, um, which is Wampa Attacks, where the Wampas, or some Wampas, some interestingly designed Wampas, attack the Rebel base. It was going to be part of a subplot. C-3PO tears off a sign of the door, so the Empire gets tricked into getting bashed by a bunch of Wampas. Uh, what did you think about this? I wasn't a huge fan of this. I think it doesn't really... Maybe if it was more developed than maybe, but I just don't think that just adding this scene in would really would really do a good job of of bringing this subplot uh, bringing this subplot to life. Um, although I, I I like the idea of C three PO doing that. I love to see him and these other kind of unlikely hero type characters sometimes you know step up, um, be it through bravery, cleverness, or whatnot. Um, that being said, I just think the execution wasn't great. And also they actually reused a lot of dialogue in the in the beginning the beginning shots of the Wampa the Wampa's oh, claws yeah, through the uh, yeah. through the ice. So I think that would have made things difficult. But even besides that, I just don't really think it I just don't really think you can I, I at least couldn't really justify giving that time in the movie kind of slowing down the pace at such a such an important point kind of in the end game of the battle of hoth with all the scramble and the madness to escape i really don't think that would be the move to put that in that being said it was absolutely hilarious how the, the snowtroopers open up the door the wampa pulls one of them in and then the other stormtrooper just like oh, sorry the other snowtrooper just calmly as can be just opening closes again then they kind of stand yeah. there until Earth Vader walks up. Part is that part is hilarious, but uh, the rest of it, it, it not so much. It's gonna it be a no for me. Is it's a no for me? I I guess I'm I guess I'm spoiled from uh the special edition wampas, but those wampas look awful. Like I'm yeah. not one to to bash on things that much, but those wampas look bad. Um, yeah, it's a no. Okay, finally we have Yoda's test. Which is just basically a bunch more uh, extra shots for the Yoda trading sequence. Um, for me, it all comes down to context with this. How would these have been used? Um, they, they're too ambiguous right now, so I'm going to have to say no just because of that. I love the Dagobah sequence. It's my favorite part of the Empire Strikes Back. But I can't really tell you how those are going to be used in, um, in the movie itself. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I think yes, the shots are yes, the shots are cool, but I think that the training sequence that we already have is fine, and it definitely gives us more than enough for the viewer to then go and and be like, oh, okay, spend some time there, few weeks, however long it was, spend some time training, spend some time learning these skills. So I I don't really think it's that necessary. Um, and now we're on to the five from Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Um, we start off with another crazy long sequence, like the Cantina one, but this is called The Lost Rebels Endor, 
which is basically just a bunch of footage um, uh, that they shot for the Battle of Endor that they didn't end up using, um, involving some female pilots, a Mon Calamari pilot, some extra Nine-Nub dialogue, uh, some extra Maydeen dialogue. Um, what did you think of all this stuff? Um, this is, I think, the longest one of all of them. It is. It is the longest one of all of them. I think it actually cracks the 10-minute mark. Um, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, it's kind of strange. I don't know if this maybe, if these if these shots, these little scenes would have been probably, I assume they would have been kind of cut up and sprinkled in, mixed in with some other scenes of the space battle. Because otherwise it would have just been at least five minutes of just straight cockpit shots going back and forth, um, which I was not really that enamored by, to be honest with you. Um, nothing here really stood out. Um, I, I do think it was funny. I, I did think that the uh, the Mon Calamari, there was this Mon Calamari, he did kind of sound like Kermit the Frog. So that was, that was an interesting touch, um, whether it was intentional or not. He does say a for some reason, he says fried calamari tonight as well oh, yeah. um, in, in one of his uh, communications, which is incredibly strange and very disturbing. So I hope yeah. that uh, I hope that that character um, is doing OK, getting help, hopefully. Getting some mental health. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get some get um, some mental health counseling. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I definitely think that this is Star Wars's goofier campier side obviously that line and then you have general madine kind of swiveling and moving around his giant robot on the swivel chair just swinging around all yeah. over the place with a completely straight face i mean I, I, come on that's hilarious like that that, that, that is legit that is legitimately hilarious yeah, it is legitimately um, hilarious. the only plus side for me is i love that 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 they had female pilots in there um it, like imagine how crazy that would have been 1983 they had female pilots in there um, that would have been awesome, and we should have gotten that gender diversity way earlier um, I, I than totally agree. we did. Um, but other than that, it's a no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no overall, but there are some funny moments, and obviously, you know, passing the Bechdel test might be nice, Star Wars. <laughs> yes, but, um, please, but, uh, try to do um, that more often. I don't, I don't actually know how the uh, the prequels and the sequels do. I just, I'm... I'm I'm fairly certain the originals don't make the cut. The originals there don't. just aren't enough women characters, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, the prequels, I think, are iffier, but um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, uh, let's get let's go on. Moff Jarjard's conflict. Ooh, this is an interesting one. This is a very interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Um. Now, I can't actually remember if this book is canon or legends. But there is actually some visual encyclopedia, because I remember reading this in some Star Wars visual encyclopedia, um, that does acknowledge this scene that Jedrod actually tries to deny entrance to Vader and, and Vader chokes him. But I, I'm not sure whether that is canon or just acknowledged as something that happened in Legends. Um, I don't know, do you, do you know anything about that? I don't actually know whether that's um, whether that's true or not. Um, I don't know whether that's canon. I really don't. Um, what I do know is that this scene felt extremely like these scenes felt extremely strange to me. I don't exactly know what the point was of making 
Jiro Gerard have that inner, con inner conflict, especially because Vader was having that incredible inner conflict at the same time. Um, this just felt like a bit of a copycat of that, and I don't really understand, well, how do I say that? Um, and it just felt pretty unnecessary to me in general, and I love Return of the Jedi, and I feel like it would have distracted from the amazingness of the Luke Vader battle and the, um, and as well as the two other battles happening uh, above and on Andor. Um, so it's a no for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the, the Vader, Judge Rod conflict part was fine. I, I, I thought it was interesting, especially, you know, given that it's already been acknowledged and what that means and, and trying to fit, fit those pieces in. But I actually, I was actually a fan of the uh, the scene of the officers in um in the Death Stars to in the Death Star Two's bridge, um you know they're they're kind of grappling with the order to blow up Endor Moon, trying to keep out the um trying to keep the rebels out from the the vulnerable superstructure. I thought that the the terror of these officers, their intense fear, it really came through and it really kind of it gave another mention of humanity to the empire and and some of its people um even as villains you know clearly the memory of the death star one still super fresh they really don't want to end up like that um but they know that they're super vulnerable and they they're all too aware of their possible impending doom um that being said i think it kind of takes away from the flow of the movie at that point when you you already have the ground battle you already have the space battle you already have luke and vader and palpatine you know doing their thing so although it was a cool scene i'm also going to say no i just think it would have been one too many pans on the stove yeah um i i agree a lot with that um next we have another extended sequence rebel raid on the bunker um what do you think about this I thought it was an interesting scene. Um, it was it was really cool. I think um, I I actually think you know after a new hope, after um, Empire Strikes Back, um, and even into Return of the Jedi, you know, seeing Han change and and grapple with you know his relationship with Leia, his relationship with the Rebellion, his debts, you know, wanting to be a scoundrel, wanting to be on his own, but kind of this push and pull he has with the rebellion and with his newfound friends. I think it's really cool to see him kind of get so committed that he's literally putting, sticking his neck out there, being the first man in leading the charge on this raid and being super committed to leading this raid, to leading the leading part of the rebellion. Um, so I'm, I'm actually a big fan of that, but overall, I think it just stretches out too long, but also when, when they rush into the, when they like rush into where all the officers are, the way like Harrison Ford shouting "bang" as they rush in is absolutely hilarious because, of course, it is unfinished. Yeah. It 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 feels very it feels very much like extra footage that they shot that they just included there as a deleted scene because why not? Um, it doesn't do much for me, so I'm gonna say no. Um, yeah. Tatooine sandstorm. Um. There's another kiss between Luke and Leia in this one. Not a huge fan of that, but I gotta say, I do love this. I love seeing the, the Sandstorm 
on Tatooine 16 years before the filming of The Phantom Menace. I love seeing uh, the extra expository dialogue. I love this final little thing on Tatooine to wrap it all up in a bow. And I'm actually going to say yes for this one. Really? Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I am a fan. I'm actually a fan as well of this scene. I think um, aside from the kiss, because of course I'm anti-Luke and Leia kissing as most people are. Um, but as you said, yeah, I really like how it kind of wraps everything up in a bow. You kind of get this, this reunion moment with the three, you know, them talking, exchanging some words. It was really kind of a nice, it was really a nice thing to see. And then seeing Luke, um, seeing Luke, you know, um, oh, sorry, that's a different scene. Um, yeah, seeing Luke have to go off. And I, th I think it's a great scene aside from the kiss. So I would say, I would say yes, if we can exclude the kiss. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Finally, Vader reaches out to Luke. Vader reaches out to Luke, and what's Luke in the middle of doing? He's in the middle of building his lightsaber. Man, I wish that would have before... they would have put him building his lightsaber into the movie. I love that. Me too. I I, I know it reveals a little bit of the plan. I don't care. I don't care. I want that in the movie. I know maybe like the technical stuff with his lightsaber. Maybe like have to, maybe have to do some canon tweaking. I don't care. I want that in. Um, you said yes for Tatooine and Sandstorm, and I assume you're saying yes for Vader reaching I out am, to Luke? I am saying yes to it. I think the Luke, Vader reaching out to Luke part, I think it's a little bit, you know, questionable, raises some, it raises some plot difficulties. Um, but that being said, I think, I just love the added context of him with his lightsaber. Um, and I would like to see even more of, of that process, I think. So overall, um, we kind of switched for this one. Uh, I said yes to six out of the 22 scenes, um, and Jacob said yes to seven. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 it was really fun to see those deleted scenes again. Um, I think total now, uh, what, I think I said yes to six last time, and I said yes to six this time, so that's 12 for me. And what, 10 for you? Yeah. 12 yeses for me and 10 yeses for <laughs> I, you? Yeah. Tally them all up. Yeah, I think you're still yeah. still leading the pack. Yeah, I, I yeah, enjoyed it, these deleted scenes by and large. I think they shed they shed more light on the movies in some some interesting ways. And yeah, there's a few of them that I think would have been would have been better. Um what would have made the movie a bit better yeah um it was really fun going through these i gotta say um uh but yeah uh that's gonna be it for this episode of star wars in the galaxy we also want to promote june 28th epic confrontation 2 epic confrontation 2 michael mccoy versus alden diaz um to face jared the dark jedi in another uh, trivia match in July, um, Jacob and I are so excited to present this one. Um, I think I mentioned this uh, before in an episode, but uh, Jacob unfortunately cannot be there. He has written some of the questions with me, which I'm very grateful to him for. Um, so I'm going to um, be hosting 
uh, Alden versus Michael. We're very excited to do that. Um, I'm excited to see how uh, I'm excited to show them how much I'm gonna torture. Sorry, uh, ask them questions. <laughs> um, uh, and anything you gotta add before we wrap this thing up? No, um, I'm I'm super excited. Although I'm I'm sad that I will not get to participate in this this You'll epic be there confrontation. I will be there in spirit. I've been contributing some questions, cooking up some great stuff. Hopefully not too hard, um, but we'll see. Um, we'll, no, that's we'll fine. See indeed, <laughs> yeah. That Eli's it's Eli's job to be the 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 trivia. The just Eli trivia, like it's like that Clone Wars episode box from Moralo of all is just like torturing all the bounty hunters in the box, making them jump through crazy. There's groups. only one rule in my trivia arena. There are no rules. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, in the meantime, uh, follow us on Twitter at In the Galaxy Pod, Instagram at Star Wars in the Galaxy. Listen to us Anchor, Spotify. Well, <clears throat> listen to us Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be there. If we're not, email us at swinthegalaxy at gmail.com, where you can also um, email us with your hot takes and trivia and questions and all that kind of stuff. Messages for the show. Um, if you're avail if you're able to um, leave a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it really does help our visibility. And until next time, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>